0: the others there are the game head of the game gents it's a pleasure how are we um there's a small group of us so i'd like to go through and if everybody unmutes and i just want you to uh give me one sentence on how things are going from your coaching and then one sentence in how things are going with your personal life for example mine might be uh in terms of my my coaching business and and life right now things are probably a seven out of ten uh, what would make it a ten? Probably be slowing down, speed up because I had be a bit of a cold. Uh, personal life, nine out of ten. Lots of downtime, having lots of fun. Um, so if we could have something like that, and every we go, we start with just going chronologically
1: Declan? Yeah. Um, coaching. I'm gonna say it's about like four out of ten, but it's a lot better than it was a week ago after a call with Ben. Um, and things are definitely moving in the right direction. Uh, personal, I would just give it um. It's probably 7 out of 10 uh, just probably haven't been having enough fun the last couple of weeks so that's been a big priority for the
2: next sort of two weeks and plan more stuff Awesome thanks Declan Paddy um, Coaching wise I would have said about 2 or 3 a few weeks ago and I'm up I'm not up too much i would still up to like 4 or 5 but um, I was in there I had COVID and that sort of wiped my life out for a good month or more so um personal life i would say that's getting a wee bit higher now too it's just um getting back into the rhythm of things so yeah just getting there mate thank you for sharing that and uh i
0: got floored with covid earlier this year and it's amazing you can see it in my co- coaching in my content and also in the financials exactly when kieran got covid <laughs> and yeah. a bit of time to, to bring it back up um so mate thanks for sharing that um this will be useful for you to uh to help deal with the emotional side of that recovery. Cheers. Cami. Yeah,
1: how do um uh personally um coaching, sorry, coaching first. Um coaching's going all right, uh about maybe five or six. Um I'm trying to just kind of shift things over so I'm not taking ownership over some of the people's struggles. I'm giving them the opportunity to grow it. Uh personally, I'm doing a lot of work in the background. Um to kind of re- recalibrate mindset, um, uh, uh, and yeah, just recalibrate that a little bit. It, it was really low at one point, so yeah, just kind of doing a lot of work there. Awesome, thank you so much for sharing that, mate.
3: Damn it, yo! What about you?
2: Um, so if coaching for me is probably like, I'd say like a six or seven out of ten. Things are going pretty decent, but they could be better. Definitely in terms of like my touch points and asking the right questions and things um personal life is pretty damn good i'm just back from a holiday in budapest that was awesome so i had some good chill time there and um, it took me a couple of days to kind of get back into the zone so previously it was like a five or six out of ten but now i'm like seven or eight so i'm feeling pretty good yeah, yeah.
0: forgive me if i'm pronouncing it wrong is it oran or oren
2: yeah Oren.
3: <laughs>
1: hey. yeah so business um or sorry coaching probably nine out of ten at the moment and um, what i could do to improve i'm probably nursing my clients a wee bit too much at the moment and um, where i could spend more time doing other things that actually push the business and um, personally probably about seven out of ten and um, few health issues going on at the moment I was on call with Ben earlier but i'm going to sort that out and that's going to bring that up a lot more
0: yeah awesome Thanks so much for sharing that mate but why did i ask the question because i want you guys to be thinking I'm a very data-driven guy and a lot of our clients for, they, they grow into the data-driven lifestyle. Whenever you ask that question, how is X out of 10? The second question you ask is what would make that a 10? For example, coaching, we've got a lot of sixes and sevens. It's like, well, what would it make it a 10? And straight away, you can see the gap in terms of fulfillment and where you need to, to get to. So I journal on that stuff every single day. Um, but it also gives me a gauge as to where the room is today. So if you guys were all batting at twos and threes, then I'd have to pick you guys up you guys are completely smashing it at eights and nines is a very different conversation. So um that's something that you guys can use with your clients in, in your client groups. Um Ben, can you make me co-host so I can share my screen?
2: Yeah, there we are. Yeah, that, that's you co-host. Also as well, while uh, Karen's getting that set up, for all the guys from Northern Ireland, uh, Karen has the best Northern Ireland jokes ever. <laughs> <laughs> so he does. Uh, He's not yeah. Northern Ireland, but he has the best Northern Ireland jokes ever. Yeah, well, let's not isolate into at least half the crowd, maybe. The <laughs> <laughs> first couple of minutes.
0: Yeah. Um, cool. So today we're going to be running through managing emotional meltdown. So that's a toolkit that we're going to have you building a toolkit so you can deal with challenging emotions, change, uh, and ultimately our mindset, which is going to be changing over the next coming weeks and months, particularly with Christmas, the new year, um, and there's some health stuff going on with you guys today too. So first of all, who even is this guy? Uh, So I'm Kieran, I'm the founder of Total Mental Performance. Um, So we're the fastest growing mindset service dedicated to the fitness industry. Uh, But my background wasn't always in mindset and mental performance. Uh, I spent eight years as an international boxer, uh, which is where I first started working with another world champion boxer, uh, and she taught me about mindset. Um, I then went into software sales. After that, uh, wasn't, I wasn't—I was—I got to the England team, but I wasn't good enough to make Team GB. It's like the difference between Championship and Premiership football. So I went into software sales, and I spent six years in some of the most competitive markets in the world uh, selling software successfully. Um, and again, that's all mindset. So two years ago, uh, I decided to leave Vax for four years ago. I started studying as a therapist, cognitive therapist, NLP practitioner, peak performance coach. Uh, and my team was the highest performing team because I was doing the mental performance coaching for my juniors and for my staff, which is then what I realized. Actually, I love this more than just making money selling software. So that's my background. Why mindset? Well, the thing is, everything we experience comes through our minds. Every tiny little thing, every emotion, every feeling of happiness, sadness, every bit of food that we eat, every person that we meet, it all comes through our minds. It's all an interpretation and it's all an experience. Thus, this muscle that we have up here makes sense to train and invest in it. But we're not taught that at school. We're basically just sent out to the big wild world with a supercomputer. Or I call it the Ferrari, but it's brand new Ferrari. We're 16. We haven't been trying, trained how to drive it. And that leads to all sorts of challenges, which we're going to run into today. But here are the challenges if we don't look after our mindset. And this is what I see with driven coaches time and time and time again. When shit goes wrong, things aren't going our way. Some of us will just start working harder. Ben is a perfect example of this. He's a fucking machine. I've lived with many people and he is one guy that is getting after it all the time. But shit doesn't go his way. He works and he works and he works. And that's great. But what can happen is when you're working, and working, and working, 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 you can lead to burnout or you just blunt your blade and it gets really hard for you to do quality work, whether that's coaching, strategic thinking, having the space to really go, well, where are we going to take the ship? Some people, when things aren't going their way, whether that's financially, whether that's clients are having a bit of a shit time, they self-punish, they beat themselves up. They start taking away the things that they love to do. Maybe they go, right, well, I can't go out this weekend. I can't relax. I can't. Uh, do the things that I want maybe they'll stop buying themselves certain little treats maybe they'll just say I'm a piece of shit (laughs) I haven't done the work why am I not doing this and they just beat themselves up other people overcompensate uh, where me and Ben live this is very 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 prominent these are the sort of people where they don't feel enough so they they get the the supercars the Rolexes the the stuff and they use that as a way of feeling validated uh, when they're not feeling enough or they're not feeling well and some people emotionally eat, they drink, they party, they gamble. Uh, they use all of these things as crutches when stuff isn't going their way. Other people get hooked to their phones. They're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, scrolling some more because they're running away from their problems. They're running away from these challenging emotions that are getting in the way. And this can be imposter syndrome, comparison syndrome. That can come up where you never feel good enough never feel worthy you're always questioning whether you really are the man you're comparing yourself to other coaches maybe it's in this mastermind it's a business mastermind maybe it's just out on instagram um but again that's something else that can come up if we don't look after our mindset so why does this happen so can you guys just raise your hands if you've seen this before no okay cool so we've got half half the room has half the room hasn't So this is the DILTS model and DILTS is one of the godfathers of NLP Uh, and essentially we have different layers going on in our subconscious mind. So when things go wrong, often we blame our environment. So if we look at the bottom of the pyramid and we go, oh, it's the market. Oh, it's my tools. Oh, it's my team. Oh, my clients suck. Oh, it's Christmas. Oh, it's COVID. And we look externally versus looking internally. So our environment is everything that's going on around us. So it's where we live. It's the people we talk to. It's the places we, it's the little WhatsApp groups that we're in. It's our communities that we're in. That's environment. Then we have our behaviors in those environments. So that's what we're doing. That's how we're feeling. That's how we're responding. And you might notice how in some environments, like um, for example, for Ben, like a football pitch, he gets out on the pitch, turns into a really aggressive monster. Outside of that, one of a nice guys you will ever meet. Uh, so within our environment, we'll adjust our behaviours. And above that, we have capabilities and skills. So this is basically what are we capable of doing, whether that's our potential or the skills that we actually have to go out and execute on something. And then above that, we have our beliefs. So this is our beliefs about ourselves, our value as a person, or who we think we are, uh, and also our beliefs about the world, how the world works, how the world operates, how coaching works. Next that, we have values. So these are the things that are important to us. Some of us will be friends, family, religion, football, working hard, making money, um, and everybody's is all different. And then at the top, we have identity. And this is what we believe about ourselves as a person on a much deeper level. So this will be beliefs like, uh, I'm enough. I'm not enough. I should be doing better. I'm not sure if I can do this. I know I can do this. Uh, I'm fat, I'm skinny, I'm never going to be able to put the weight on, I'm never going to be able to take the weight off. These are the sorts of beliefs that we have going on. Now, what happens is when shit isn't going our way and our emotions are running rampant, what happens is we essentially blame our environment and you've probably tried to change your environment. Some people go, well, if I move over to this city, everything will be fine. Or if I move house or if I leave this mastermind, or if I do this, or if I do that, And what you'll see is those people that have a certain challenge, they'll move or they'll change. They'll feel good for about a month. And then after that, they will just completely revert back to type, and go having the same issues. So the challenge here really is how can we do the work on an identity level, on our beliefs and on our values? So we can shift that because somebody that believes that they are good enough at the top of this pyramid and they believe that there is enough to go around for everyone and they do value hard work and looking after their friends and family and, and their business. And they believe that they have the potential to go on and do what they do. The way that they behave in their environments is very different to those that are, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not sure I can do this. Uh, they're, they're two completely different levels of thinking and operating in the world. So I want you guys to write this, the answer down to this and share it into the chat. If there was a statement beginning of I, I am or I'm not that you believed about yourself to be true during a down period,
3: what would that be? Um, write it down. What do I mean by down period? For sure. So this could be a downturn. This could be a down period in terms of your
0: mindset. So think maybe maybe client numbers are down. Maybe uh, you're just feeling like you're in a low mood. You're not sure whether you
3: can do it. Uh, A down period being things aren't going well. They're going against you. I'm not good enough. I'm not experienced as other coaches. Excellent. Thanks for sharing, guys. I'm going to fuck this up. I'm not successful. I'm lost. I don't know where to start. I'm not going to be able to do this. If clients are down, I think I'm inexperienced. I'm not good enough, excellent.
0: Guys, thank you so much for sharing this. And as you guys develop as a mastermind, as a group, the more that you can make these inputs and lean into this, the more that you'll look after each other, you'll respect each other. Um, So this is really, really solid. And it's totally normal to not feel enough to question yourself because the common human neurosis is we're all afraid of not being good enough. We're all afraid of not being lovable. I say that again, because this is where all of these insecurities and fears come from and everybody, everyone's got them. And anybody that says they don't have any, they're either have a massive blind spot in terms of their self-awareness or they're lying. And most of the time it's so they're lying and they're using their ego to overcompensate. Um, There's a really interesting one in here that I'd like to address directly, um, which is I always find really fascinating, um, which is for Paddy, which is I'm not as experienced as other coaches. And guess what? You don't need to be the best coach in the world, Paddy. You only need to be the best coach in your client's world. Because that client trusts you. And sure, there are more experienced coaches that they could have worked with but they've chosen to work with you. There's something that they see in you that they trust. There's something they see in you that they believe. So you don't need to be the best coach in the world, but in that moment, while you're with them, you only need to be the best coach in their world because
3: that's what's going to generate the change. So I'm going to run you guys through a quick case study. Uh,
0: so does anyone recognize this guy? He's often on, um, often on Ben's stories. He looks a little bit different these days. Uh, this is our common friend, Louis. Uh, me and Louis grew up together. Uh, very, very, very good friend of mine. And in this picture, I'm about to run through an issue uh, and an emotional challenge that's coming up that was stopping him from scaling his business. So for him, he and Ben will attest to this. Is arguably one of the tightest guys you're ever going to see when it comes to money. Does not want to spend it one bit. He's hoarding, 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 very much scarcity mindset, or he was. And the way that this would play out would be, you know, he wouldn't want to take risks. He wouldn't want to go and travel. He'd always be trying to save and save and save and save and save all the time. And that's great because he built up a load of cash, but that'll only take you so far before you start to limit yourself and you start to limit your growth, and the people around you start to get pissed off. So what we started to figure out with Louis was he had an identity of I'm poor. I'm always going to be poor and uh, I don't have enough money and I need to save as much as I can. So his belief about money was there's not enough to go around for everyone. So guess what? He would hoard it. His number one value was money. So if there was a decision to be made of going out and having a wonderful experience and the first question would always be, well, how much does it cost? Even though he had the money in his head, money equaled oxygen. And that's, What was holding him back from growing and going out and living a life that he loves, which impacted his capabilities, because sometimes it would hold him back from investing, whether it's in outsourcing, whether it's in other people, scaling his team or whatever. That would really stop him from from doing that. So the way that he would behave is whenever the conversation of money would come up, it would become very emotional. And it's harder for us to make good decisions when we're feeling emotional, which then impacted his environment. And he ended up stuck at his mom's house. Because he was just like, no, 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 I'll just save, I'll just save, I'll just save, I'll just save. And he just never left, even though deep down he wanted to go and travel. He wanted to go and do that, but he's always holding himself back. If you see him now, uh, is he going to be buying, you know, big bottles in a nightclub? Never. But he's now actually able to go out and travel and enjoy himself and not be constantly thinking or second guessing. Am I going to make enough? Another way it came up was he felt really guilty for taking clients money, even though he was providing a life changing service. And that's something I see with coaches a lot. They feel bad. They feel like selling is an evil thing, something that they have to do. So when they sell, when they take the money, they feel really, really awful. So Louis having done some of that work and also put some playbooks around what it is that he's thinking, for thinking, feeling uh, and putting up those emotional playbooks, it allowed him to overcome that. And now he's gone and done the deeper work that's enabled him to let go of those old thoughts. So there's three main stages of profound mindset development the first is identifying well what is the emotion what is the limiting belief what is the part of us that's getting in the way from a performance perspective Then it's updating that subconscious mind because in your subconscious mind there's going to be thoughts feelings and beliefs that are holding you back whether you do that with therapy whether you do that through journaling self-authoring um jordan peterson self-authoring program is game changing uh mental performance coaching whatever but going into the subconscious mind and updating those limiting beliefs or what's going to enable you to let go of that. And finally is manage, putting playbooks in place for your mental performance and for your mindset. So when something comes up, you have a playbook ready, or if you don't, you figure it out or you analyze. So when these emotions or things that derail us come up, we know exactly, okay, this is my playbook and this is how I deal with it. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to help you build a negative emotion, unmet needs playbook so just have a look at these emotions just tell me which one of you which one of these jump out at you on the page is it the fear is it the word anger guilt shame insecure sadness whatever just take a minute write down the word that jumps out at you or triggers you the most the one or the one that you experience the most
3: but either way we're going to build a plan around one of these emotions Jordan Peterson. Oh, yeah, sorry. Anger, fear, Fear. insecure. Fear. Excellent. Insecure. Brilliant.
0: You know, the first step to owning insecurity, fear, any challenging emotions is actually sharing. And sharing it with other men is a big deal. So well done.
3: (coughs) Pardon me. So what I want you guys to do,
0: it might sound a bit weird, but I'd like you to change your relationship with your emotions. So what do I mean by that? Well, we often give our emotions a bit of a bad rap. And as men, we either try to shut them down. We try to pretend that they don't exist. We try not to talk about them. We try to hide them, whether that's through, you know, overachievement, drinking, partying or even just keeping ourselves to ourselves. So when one of these negative emotions comes up, I don't want you to beat yourself up. And it will still happen, and you will get frustrated, and I still do. It's just part of the human experience. But instead of seeing our emotions as something bad or something we need to push away, instead of looking at them like the car lights on the dashboard. So if you have a problem with your tires, the engine light system, maybe you're running low on oil. What will happen on the dashboard is you get a little light that goes. You see it and it goes, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm uh, running low on oil or I need more battery. Your emotions are the exact same thing just for your unmet needs. For example, if insecurity is coming up, there's a need that's not being met. If fear, if anger, if this is coming up, there's something that's not being met. And once we can start to recognize that's what emotions are fair for, we can start to do something about it. The first step is to label your emotion. So we've already labeled the emotions and we've already picked that out. So we know, okay, we've got a problem with fear, with anger or insecurity. They're They're the big ones that we wanna work on. The second step is to identify your unmet need. So what is the unmet need that's coming up in that moment? So just have a look through this list. Think back to a time when you had that fear or that insecurity that anger, whatever the emotion was. And just notice which of these words jump out. Because often these are the unmet needs. We all have these needs. Being able to relax, privacy, feeling safe, feeling confident, focus. For me, I used to have a a chief revenue officer who uh, couldn't fire me because I was the number one producer, but fucking hated me because I was always in his ear because I didn't believe that uh, his strategy was the right one. Um, So what would happen is... uh, he would turn up late to our meetings he would basically just condescend me in meetings so my need for respect never ever ever felt like it was being met. And I didn't feel like I was learning because he wouldn't give any time to to share and then that impacted my effectiveness my harmony so in the, in the end I left and I said no, this isn't happy. I'm not happy, and I've told you about this because life's too short to have your needs consistently unmet. We can't get them met all the time, but even just being aware. Do you mean what is the regular occurring, or is it in the moment? Yes. So, um, with the fear, think back to. What, let's make this really simple. If it's fear or insecurity or whatever, pick one time that this emotion come up and then have a look through
3: this list on what's being triggered. Self-esteem, awesome, thanks Warren. Freedom, appreciation, excellent. Trust, in my innate ability, excellent. The first step is to take action, because there's no
0: point in you know, identifying these emotions and they're not doing anything about them, because all that does is just burns up bandwidth. We get tired, we get fatigued, and we just get stuck in these loops. So we need to do something, ideally something we can do in 15 minutes to get that need met. So we're now going to build your playbook and we're going to help you understand, well, what is it? That you're going to do in these moments when these emotions these fears these challenges are coming up so we've already picked out our emotion so stick with one of these pull out these needs so we've already got one there might be two or three that aren't being met so think back to that time again and just see which ones jump out it might just be one but often there's two or three and often they're interconnected
3: One second, Gents. So I just need to let Paddy back in. Our oh, pens already got it, cool. Yeah, I've let him in. I'll manage everything on that side. Great. Trust, support, skill, freedom, self-confidence. Dermot, are you stuck, mate? Just unmute if you are.
2: No, sorry, buddy. I had the nip out there and just ran back up and I I think I missed a question there or something that he said. That's
0: okay. Uh, Yeah, so think back to that time where you experienced that that emotion that you picked, whether it was fear, insecurity, anger or whatever, uh, and just pick out two or three
3: needs that weren't being met because often it's not just one. There's usually a couple that aren't being met. Cool. Awesome. And then what I want you guys to do is I want
0: you guys to look at each of these needs and think about how you can get each of them met
3: in that moment. kevin has got an ask. Yeah, open up. Uh, hey, man. Um,
1: see these here. Um, I've got like quite a few here that are triggering me. And I kind of, uh, I kind of feel like that's probably number one is probably one's going to be clarity then is because it's got quite a few. Um, but like one of the big things I kind of feel is like it's very easy for me to say I want to work on all of these but I don't want to have like a three I want to really focus on just mastering three areas like rather than trying to focus in 10 different areas so how would you whittle it down to like three I would go for the lowest hanging fruit okay. so
0: whenever I'm coaching clients I'm thinking what is the one shift or what is the one emotion or what is the one state if we work on that That's being experienced every single day. That's going to make the most amount of change personally and professionally over the coming days and weeks. So, um, if you don't mind sharing, what would you say the biggest mindset challenges for you right now, the thing that you're struggling with the most on a day to day? And just go as deep as you want if if you're not ready Um, to go. That's cool.
1: I'm happy to share. Um, So, I've been doing a lot of work with a therapist recently uh, with uh, anxiety, depression, and anger management. And uh, with that, it's been quite hard and I'm working on uh, just kind of like my own self-confidence and self-esteem. Um, and for that, I kind of feel like one of the reoccurring things is a bit of clarity. Uh, and that's kind of annoying me because it, I'm kind of like I put a lot out, but it's not getting reciprocated. And I kind of feel it's because I'm unclear of how it's actually impacting people. So for me, clarity on how I am actually helping is important. Um, Appreciation is a big one. I'm, I always give out like 110%, but it's not always reciprocated. Um, it's, I, I give out and it's just endless. So um, I, a lot of the time I don't res, respect's a big one for because sometimes I don't even respect my own self. I, I just respect like just work. I, the first, like the only one I don't do is that and uh, what you were talking about earlier on is binge eating and drinking and going out and whatnot. I just, I, I whittled that out when I was like, years ago um when I was a, a young yobber head I look I, I may look 16 but I'm probably older than here um but it's like um yeah I, I kind of feel like I, I love companionship and community I love the the, the team so I'm, I'm quite comfortable with them but it's kind of like there's a lot of things here that I kind of like resonate hard with me that I just really want to just have a bit more control over 100
0: thank you so much for sharing that mate and well done for going to work with a therapist a lot of them don't they kind of hold it up and they bottle it up. So that's honestly a life-changing tool one that I've also personally experienced. And um, yeah, it, well done. I think the third thing that you said it also impacts everything else, which is clarity. How do you get clarity? You have to do the work in terms of planning and, and looking. Well, what is the future that you want? And you've got to be brutally honest with yourself. Like, is this the right path that you're going down? And if it's the right path then get crystal clear on what that is. Now, if it's not, that's scary and that's okay. Um, Have you ever done anything like self-authoring or the Jordan Peterson self-authoring program?
1: No, actually, I I wrote that down as soon as you uh, said that because it kind of makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's kind of like you're not writing your own autobiography, but that kind of idea of just to kind of clear things out. That's right. I think for where you're at
0: right now, it's it's a very long process. It took me three months to complete it, maybe four, um, and I was working on it every day but I think the future for you would be a good start because that's going to help you have that clarity and understanding as to what it is that you want to do, where it is that you want to go. Um, if you get into that, so I would start with that. And if you get into that and you think fucking hell, that's too big. That's, that's, that's too much where I'm at right now. Then uh, drop me a message. And as a personal favor to Ben, I'll send you, Ben's actually got a copy. Um, I'll get him to share it, which is we have something called life by design. So it's a smaller, Version it's a little bit quicker um, than the self-forcing program, but it, again, it will just help you recognize on a, on a top level what does the life you look want look like, but also what is the life you don't want. But I think the self-respect, the uh, the recognition from your peers, uh, and everything else that you mentioned, once you have that clarity as to where you're going, because once you're in maybe land, it's really hard. Yes, is a great, no's are actually really good for you, but it's the that will kill you. So. By getting clear where is it you're going and why you want to get there, I think a lot of that anxiety, a lot of that depression and that anger, I think it'll start to settle. But it's not an easy process and it's not like, oh, just do this and everything will be great. No, things will still be hard. But he who has a why can bear anyhow. So how do you get a why? We get really crystal clear on where it is you want to get to. Another book to read if you haven't read it. Uh, have you read Man's Search for Meaning?
1: No, no.
0: I think that book. Uh, And I, when I'm working with clients that are struggling with depression and and that area, I get them to read that, that book, um, a book, it's a bit of a, that book shook me to my core and I've read it three times. And every time I read it, I take something new from it, but um, that book will be an absolute game changer for you. So mate, if you take just two things from this masterclass, number one, get on the self-authoring or the life by design. um, And then number two will be read that book. I think that's going to help you with purpose and meaning and clarity. Once you've got that, like even if shit hits the fan or you're not quite performing or whatever, because you're crystal clear on where it is you want to go, it becomes much, much easier.
1: I really appreciate that. Thank you.
0: My pleasure, mate. So guys, we've identified some of these unmet needs. I want you to think about ways that you can get them met. So here's an example. Uh, When my need for respect was being triggered by my uh, older chief revenue officer, I used to, I within my team, I had some juniors. I'd just walk past their desk and I'd say, hey, uh, how can I help? Are you stuck? And I'd just spend five or 10 minutes coaching or, or helping them through a challenge that they've got. Uh, and my need for that, that not only hit my need for respect, but also my need for appreciation. I also have a folder and I recommend you guys get one. Um, every single time a client messaged you and says, wow, you've changed my life. I'm so happy. Thank you. Put that in a massive bank. So I used to have, I used to call it the success folder. Um, so I used to have in there all of my uh, best deals that I'd ever closed, or um, you know, customers or clients or internal members of staff praising me. So whenever I was triggered by my boss, that's where I'd go and get my respect and appreciation from. I'd go into those folders. Today, it's it's now um, very rare that that comes up, but if it did, I've already got you know a whole list of messages in in my phone screenshots folder. Uh, and it just says love and you just go in there and it's, and it's all in there. So, um, there are some examples. So just take some time to write down things that you can do. Ideally you can do within
3: 10 to 15 minutes right away on the spot where you can take ownership. If anyone's on if anyone's stuck just unmute once you've come up with some just uh, write down the the unmet need and then write down the action next to it and drop into the chat Got trust, meaning folder, skill, take the first step or gain clarity on the the first step. Yeah, excellent. Freedom, reinforcing boundaries by communicating with family members. More that should that issue arise. Excellent.
0: Self-esteem, looking at how far I've come in a short space of time. Excellent. How can you do that? Um, Here's a question I asked myself on that one. I always ask myself, and I'll spend this question as well. Uh, if you were to have a fight with who you were 12 months ago, six months ago, three months ago, who would win? And we can talk physically, we can talk psychologically, we can talk financially, we can talk from a skill perspective. Who's going to win? And sometimes when you go, well, where I was 12 months ago, yeah, I'd knock that guy clean out. Or it'd be a bit of a tussle, but yeah, I'd, I'd win. And if the answer is, um, no, that guy would knock me spark out it means that we've lost our way a little bit and we've got to go back and we've got to find another way and that's okay. But that question can help with, um, with that challenge, knowing that I face a lot of challenges and I can face a lot more excellent self-expression, worrying what people think will get me nowhere. It's a reflection of them. Absolutely. Like that point there. Here's the thing it's, it's this is a bit of a weird reframe on what people think it's almost egotistical to think people actually give a shit about you and what your message is (laughs) like like you're just a flashpoint in people's minds uh like we make up this idea that everybody's watching us and they care and whatever and particularly if we're from i don't know about you guys i'm from a small town um so it was very much a small town mentality and you kind of think everybody's watching and maybe they are but at the end of the day those who matter don't mind those who don't mind sorry those who mind don't matter those that mind sorry guys i'm struggling with cold here completely done my head those that matter don't mind those that mind don't matter
3: focus ben gave me this one if i lose focus when fear creeps in i have to ask myself am i helping or hiding excellent
0: So straight away guys we have these little actions that we can do so if these are the emotions that are coming up the most i really really honestly would recommend that you guys write down these playbooks have something that you're going to action right away um and then have it written down your phone i like writing stuff down on pieces of paper like literally just having it as a prompt down down somewhere i can see it so if i am ever stressed or if i am overwhelmed or scrambled I can literally grab the piece of paper and go away. I go or having it in the notes of your phone, but by building out these different playbooks, so maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's fear, maybe it's doubt, maybe it's self-worth. And what you'll start to see is a lot of the same recurring unmet needs come up again and again and again. Um, one of mine is being appreciated and being recognized that I'm enough because I never used to believe I was enough. And sometimes it still comes up, get challenged and challenge myself whether I really do feel good enough. And that comes from my dad being the football manager on my football team. We were bottom of the bottom league and he benched me every single game. As an adult, I can laugh and go, you just dog shit at football and your dad cared too much about what the other parents think. As a child, that was the unmet need of being accepted, belonging. So I went into boxing where you can't get substituted. And I used that as a way of proving myself, which was great for many reasons, but also very unhealthy, which led to an eating disorder, uh, a failed suicide attempt anxiety, depression. If I'd known this stuff and I have my playbooks and i have done the work, fuck me, I'd have saved myself a lot of time. Um, so to summarize, guys, it's really simple. Identify negative emotions and self-limiting beliefs. Get that out of the way because once you recognize what's holding you back, you can do the deeper work to start to let those go and then you can start to manage those challenging emotions. And the unmet needs a playbook and if you need to come back and watch this again. Do that. Um, but by building out those playbooks like for me when anxiety happens i know what i'm doing if not feeling good enough happens I'm not, i know what i'm doing if an insecurity comes up one of my one of my playbooks is i share it right away Then then ben will be a testament to that i'll tell him something that's really punched me in the guts in the same day and it's really uncomfortable but that's my way of processing it so once you have those playbooks life becomes a lot easier because you know what you're doing and when you're doing it. And emotion will still grab you and sometimes you'll miss it when you get back in control and you run them. They can be really effective. But guys, I'm happy to go to this Q&A. If anyone's got any questions, then please fire away and give me some feedback. Was that helpful? Was that everything you'd seen before? Um, yeah.
3: Let's go to open discussion. Guys, um, let's just uh, pop in
2: where could you see, like, I suppose, let's just pop in. Um, how could you see this playbook being useful for you? When do you think that you'll need to use it most? And as well, pop in sort of what you, um, what surprised you about today? Um, what surprised you about just uh, taking in everything? What was something that fascinated you, surprised you, or stood out to you? Um, let's just pop it in the chat section to give uh Karen a little bit of feedback. And then as well, like. If there's anything that you want to work through, um, like you want to come on and chat and have a question, for, uh, question about it or whatnot, um, feel free just to pop on. And like, um, Kieran stressed, and even last night we were working through something in myself. Um, everything is mindset. Like for you to reach new levels in your personal life, in your coaching, growing your business, leveling up. It is all mindset, like guys. We've all got the tools. It is um how we manage ourselves. So, um, it's, I think it's just important
3: to sort of recognise that and understand that context. There's just a few comments in the chat there. Got looking at emotions and having
0: sort of like a vice to get your rewiring and thinking yeah excellent give me a few things i can apply so i feel like it's helpful that creating a playbook is about reps that each will help me allow me to see progress yeah can we make the um, future offering in that book like that really is a bit of a non-negotiable for where you're at from what you've from what you've shared mate that's um let's just put it this way if in three months time you've read that book and you've genuinely gone all in on that uh self-authoring if you were to sit here and say kieran that had absolutely no fucking effect that was not useful then like i'd be happy to cover some of your coaching because that's like those two things are so important like to know where it is that you're going because if a ship doesn't know where it's going it doesn't know which winds that push it that are favorable Everything is mindset, steps one to three, having a playbook to instantly address emotions is priceless. Top three to five book recommendations. Yeah, so, um, see, I I send all of my clients books all the time, depending on where they're at in their journey. Uh, We probably send out like 20 or 30 books a month. Um, One for dealing with change, which I really like. It's really tiny, and I like really tiny books. That's really simple. It's called Who Moved My Cheese? Uh, And that's about who dealing with change. Another one is, um, and Ben, can you just drop the, drop these into the chat? Um, Otherwise I'll, I'll lose everything. But yeah. Who moved my cheese? I think that's by Dr. Spencer. Then we've got Jack Pransky. Somebody should have told us that is such a game changing book when it comes to thinking A really simple and easy one uh, is uh, Mindset by Carol Dweck. That completely changed the game on our perspective of success and the mindsets required to be successful in, in life and in the fields.
3: And
0: then we have yeah, man's search for meaning is a big one too. That one, um game changer. Uh, that that one's like one of those books where it's very uncomfortable reading, but it's necessary i think everybody should have to read it at school and then um at some point at the back end of next year i i'm actually planning on launching a book it's called uh, my little ship a book about comparison syndrome uh so yeah that 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 one i'm sure will be a number one bestseller in no time particularly if ben Heron promotes it um can we you got an ask i'm not far away
1: um yeah man um See here, like I kind of feel like I'm i going to so articulate this in a way that I understand quite clearly. Like when I'm bench pressing, I can see progress in your repetitions, be it in weight, be it in reps, be it in st- uh, progress. How do you monitor your progress on a, a measurable logistical scale in your mindset? Because a lot of it, obviously, in emotions, emotions are quite hard to kind of measure because it, sometimes it's how you feel, and sometimes you can just feel shit, sometimes you can feel great. And that's not a fair comparison. Is there any way you can logistically kind of monitor and track? Yeah, uh, I'll show
0: you how I do mine. And um, let's have a look. Basically, I use data every single day to track mindset, emotions, energy. Um, I'll I'll actually I'll actually open up and I'll show you what's going
3: on for me this week. so this is what I do who knows maybe I'll be slacking Ben
0: off in the um in the open general part let's see uh so every single day I um I'm tracking my I rate every single day out of 10 my energy my productivity so I have had a cold this week um I have ADHD so my ADHD plays up a lot so it's been quite strong but also it's been my sleep hasn't been the best whilst I'm getting hours in I don't necessarily feel it's great um but I'm using data to look at how I'm feeling every day, my general mood, my productivity, my focus. Uh, it used to be a lot more in depth, but I've sort of slowed this down. But you can use that to kind of gauge how you are. Um, so that's one way is using this data. So I get migraines again, and I'm tracking like my anxiety, for example. I at zeros this week. Um, migraines, zeros. Uh, then I have just My wins for the day, my free gifts of what I'm grateful for. uh, My downtime. Here we go. Fuck you, ADHD. I'm in a fucking foul mood. (laughs) Lost my shit on Monday, but this is a place for me to express that. Uh, And then I've just got uh, what would the king do? So I always ask myself, what does the king of the kingdom want? What would he do in this scenario? So that's one way, mate, you can look at another one is seven which is generalized anxiety assessment. So you can start doing this. So I get my clients to do this every two weeks. And over time, we start to track their anxiety. So write down GAD7 um, and start doing this once a week, once every two weeks. And then you start to see the trend in data over time. Uh, Then we have uh, PHQ9,
3: I think.
0: Yeah, so this is a depression test. So this is similar to GAD. So you can use the data to uh track depression and and how that's going because then you have hard data and what happens is we acclimatize so quickly as human beings you might start to feel better but because you're so used to feeling better you feel like you've made no change so by having the data and sometimes this is this is like the moment where uh, somebody lifts up their shirt and they've got a six pack but for your brain or for your emotions so by having this data and tracking that that's where you can start to see the the trends so that's what we do with all of our our clients, whether that's in our mindset Academy, um, which is group coaching, or whether that's in our one-to-ones, they, they sign up, they get the emails every two weeks, they fill them out, and we can start to track their, um, their progress from their anxiety, from their low mood. And then there's another one called Swimwebs. Now we've adjusted Swimwebs, um, which is basically uh, a mental well-being scale. So that's another one. Um, but I've adjusted that because whilst we're all qualified um, therapists, our role isn't just therapy. Therapy is about 30% of what we do. We're actually looking at peak performance. So how can we get everybody firing? So we've taken Svenwebs and we've adjusted that for things like peak performance, flow state, productivity, energy. Whereas this is more um, this is sort of more top level. So look into those three, and then that's how you can get some of the data in terms of your recovery and how you're getting on. Thank you. A
3: bit.
2: Awesome. Guys, is there any other questions? um that we have any other things that you want to run through um yeah feel free to write and ask or all good Uh, just in the chat just to let us know and i suppose as well guys just to close this off um as well what are we up to this weekend what are we doing for fun solid cami's all good patty even if you want to give me a thumbs up guys is there anything else patty all good or any questions If there's any questions, feel free to come on. All good. Orin? All good. Right guys, can we all just give uh, Kieran a massive thank you um, for that in the chat section um yeah um give karen a big massive thank you um i really appreciate you coming in and like i said karen i know you're one of my good mates but you've had a massive impact on me and guys karen's going to be well he's just brought out his podcast and stuff i would definitely get stuck into it um if i'll pop in the link in the group and you can follow karen you can follow all his socials and things and uh, guys i'd really recommend um following his work and possibly as well even getting into his uh, mindset academy Kieran has a program and things for mindset and diving into a lot more of these um aspects. So I would definitely follow that up. I know that it'd help you all massively. So it would um obviously I talk to you a lot about coaching and things, but Kieran goes into the to the route to really help you understand to really unlock a new level of mental performance. Um, but yeah, guys, um, if there is anything else that you need, feel free just to follow me up. I'll be on my phone for the next sort of half hour after this. Um, other than that, I hope that you have um an amazing weekend and as uh karen would say downtime is needed to go uptime. time isn't that karen that's it mate downtime it was a lot of people
0: say oh i can't it's got to go to work well guess what if you don't take the downtime you're going to produce shit work and your standards are too high for that so downtime is actually your uptime it's just a different type of uptime if that's
2: where you need to reframe it I absolutely love it right guys i will love you and leave you have a smashing weekend see you later bye